because of this industry is so special. It's so different from any other industries. And you're trying to be in a design and creative role, which is the road is even more narrower than people expect it to be. Welcome to Careers in Fashion. Hi guys, welcome to the LCF Careers in Fashion podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So today we're excited to host a roundtable type discussion around careers in fashion. We'll be making placement applications more approachable, sharing our experiences of work-based learning opportunities and giving top tips on how to make the most of the skills and knowledge you'll develop. I'm Sal, a placements officer in the Graduate Futures team, focusing on short-term placements for marketing students and those in the School of Media and Communications. Emily, it would be great if you could introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, I'm actually an LCF alumni. I was in the class to, oh my gosh, now to 2016 already, um, graduated in 2019. Um, and since then, I have dived into fashion journalism, lifestyle journalism um, for major nationals like The Telegraph, um, and now I'm actually in social media for the Daily Mail and I'm actually now prepping for the big move to Dubai to continue my digital career over there. So I've done quite a lot since graduation, but yeah. Fab, thanks so much, Emily. It's absolutely lovely to have you here and great to have your perspective as an alumni and lecturer. Um, who else better to hear from than your peers? If you can introduce yourselves, please. Sure, yes, I'm Bella, and I am actually one of the lucky students that gets to be lectured by Emily. So I am a second year studying fashion journalism and content creation at LCF, and during the months of January and February, I will be taking on two placements, so I'm quite excited. I'll be working for Hearst Magazine on the beauty team at Elle and Harper's Bazaar, and then also at Ten Magazine under Paul Toner, the deputy editor. Hi, I'm Mariana, a third year pattern cutting student at LCF. I did my placement year at Victoria Rolf in Amsterdam for the preparation of the Paris Fashion Week show as a non-couture assistant. And Sharon, can you introduce yourself too, please? Hi, so I'm Sharon and um, I'm a fashion design and development student um, and I'm currently ongoing my DIPS year and I am being a production intern at the moment in a small production studio. And we take in um, inquiries from fashion brands. So all of our customers are from different fashion brands and you get the entire um, a full uh, perspective in production from all of these clients. And um, I'm currently finding my next placement because my current placement will be finished in January. And yeah, that's, um my experience so far. Uh, thanks so much everyone for sharing some of those experiences. It sounds like we've got quite a variety between us, um, lots of different sets of opportunities all within the fashion industry. And before we kind of delve into this today, um, I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about what fashion placements look like in industry. What kind of roles and responsibilities did you take on whilst on placement? Okay, so when I was interning, so I um, kicked off my journey pretty quick when I was a student. So literally first term, first year. 
my lecturer who I share with Bella back then, Steve Spears said to me, it's all about experience. Um, of course, the academia is important, but you need to, you know, see how it's applied and just learn like the nine till five. So literally from my first term, it was around Christmas. Don't ask me why I stayed in London so long after the first term. Um, and then I racked up about 10 placements over the three years. Didn't have much of a social life by the by the sounds of it. Um, but I, I did a, a quite a range, to be honest. I My first one was at InStar magazine. It's no longer in print here in the UK. Um, and then went on to Marie Claire. Um, did a bit of TV work this morning, ITV. And then I started my my nationals, so the Telegraph. Um, did a quite a lot of the Telegraph, which uh, then was the um, first stage of my career. So basically, unlike actually students that um, I teach, have the have the opportunity to teach one day a week at the moment. Um, Bella being one of them, I'm I'm really hearing that they're they're dipping in to their interning journey in the week whereas with me it was all during my holidays so um, it's interesting I'm sure we'll get on to it to see that difference in kind of routine um, but yeah so bottom line is I didn't mess around did as many as I could and um, I think it's paid off personally hopefully so yeah that's that's mine. <laughs> That's fab. It's really great to hear that you could do so many different placements. I think, um, yeah, getting as much of a depth of experience as possible yeah. can sometimes help you figure out what you do and don't yeah. like doing. Yeah, I always say that. I always say, especially when you're early, say, year one, year two, it's a great chance to, you might think you want to work for a particular publication or company, obviously, um, depending on your skill set and then suddenly you can realize maybe it's not for you so mm. I would say earlier the earlier the better to kind of fortify what you're what you're planning for sure absolutely I think the range of um, responsibilities can be quite interesting too because you get to try out um, different skills that you might not necessarily know did any of you students have any particular kind of roles or responsibilities that you weren't expecting or that you really enjoyed working on yeah, I personally did. So for me, it was my first ever internship. So it was a very dynamic experience. And so at the beginning, they were just testing our skills because we had to meet the high standards since it's an couture brand. Uh, but after a couple of weeks, we were given sketches by, made by Victor and Rolf. And yeah we just had to like mine and the other interns main job was just turning the sketches into twelves, so the prototypes and in the last few months we started working on the actual garments for the show so it was intense <laughs> coming from a university background uh, but we honestly worked as a team and very nicely together we just became friends we were all as I used to say we were all in the same boat so we all had to like help each other out and it was really nice and also seeing all the behind the scenes that go between yeah the making of the clothes but also the behind the scenes of the fashion show it's like so interesting and yeah it was right after my second year of university so I would say fairly early and yeah it was really good <laughs> that sounds amazing that you got to kind of see something through from start to finish um something quite unique and experience for you to have 
<laughs> Sharon or Bella, is there any particular experiences that you enjoyed or roles that you took on that have been good fun? So um, I can give another perspective from the fashion industry in terms of design and product and producing. So mm -hmm. um, probably from the um, from sorry, what's what's what was her name? Um, um, so if you are uh, yeah, um, so if you are studio intern in a fashion brand, and this is the entire like process of how um, the garment went from a sketch to um, being on a show would be your experience but because I work in a production studio so um, we are the kind of we're in the part of fashion where we receive the samples from fashion brands and then produce them and then they end up in and then what we produce and what we make in the higher standards ends up at in the show so it's a really different experience because we don't get to be in the brand in the show, but we are um, highly focused on to craftsmanship. So um, what I experienced in this internship is that um, as interns, when when it comes to fashion ship, um, craftsmanship, especially when you just graduate from university, um, nobody expects you to be knowing anything basically because industry standards in terms of um, craftsmanship for all of these brands are so high so you get into kind of a training period where you have to just humbly be cutting fabrics or like um, tracing patterns um, sewing simple seams things like that and I think this was quite of a challenge for me because um, back when I was in uni i I think I am quite of in a better class inside among all the, all the students. I seem to be doing quite well in uni. I had good grades, but when it comes to industry, they treat everyone as someone who knows nothing. And that kind of, that kind of was like a expectation gap for me. But then as soon as you humbly accept this, you will understand how industry standards are so much higher than you think they are. And, um, through practices and um, and more practices, you become better in it, and then that becomes one of your that becomes a really strong set of skills that you own. And um, one of my um, boss managers, um, he taught me he told me one thing that um, that is really remindable. That is, um, he said that when you're still an intern, go everywhere and take all the skill sets you need, take everything, try every single role that you're interested in, and that becomes your your set of skills, that becomes your personal PR that nobody else owns, and then that's how you can find a place and a good job inside the industry. And for sure, I will remember this forever in my life, in my career. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> right. I agree. Now being on the working side, so to speak, um, for instance, I wish I perhaps did a PR internship to understand when when I speak to PRs, how they're operating on their side. I know from meeting them, you know, a surface level, but totally I, I, um, I really encourage that to go on both sides or different um, facets of your of your vacation for sure. That's really good advice. I'm um, quite excited to hear all of these little pieces of advice because I haven't done a fashion placement before. Uh, my experience is from 
a local newspaper and magazine from my hometown back in America. And so it was quite small of a publication and whatnot. So um, it's great to just hear all of these different ideas going into my placement because I feel like I think it's maybe a good thing for me that they might not expect a ton from me because I, I really don't. I am, I, you know, excited to learn. Like that is my whole reason I'm doing it. And so I think it's maybe probably good luck on my behalf that they're going to be very explanation with it. Give me a proper explanation for everything. Because, you know, I remember last year talking to Emily for the first time about placements in spring. And she was like, oh, do you know what a call out is? Like, say you could do a call out. And I was like, I don't even know what a call out is. Like being taught by people in the profession will really be very educational. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah, I think definitely um, heeding some of their advice in terms of, um, you know, knowing that it is an educational experience and that you are there to learn is super important. There's obviously professional kind of etiquette and standards and things that um, they, they will expect from placement students. But I think, yeah, um, as long as you kind of communicate with them about what you do and don't know, what you want to learn and how you kind of best learn, um, then I think that should set you up for a really great experience. In terms of getting started with placements, um, how did you actually find your placement at LCF in the first place? Uh, I found my first one on a website called Fashion Monitor, which I keep um encouraging students to be using um it's got a really good jobs board and also events diary too so um on top of finding out what vacancies are available i always say try and go to as many events as you can as even as a student i know many say well how but um i really i really rate that site because they do allow students, you know, a lot of brands now are encouraging um, students to come along to their events. So that's another way of networking and finding out opportunities, you know, meeting people there. But um, quite black and white, you know, found uh, found an ad and um, the email address and emailed one Friday and I was there that Monday. So for me, it was a really quick turnaround that two weeks before Christmas, like I said. So um, fashion monitor, but um, also diary directory. I think the library have... Um, access to both it's a I think we we pay, we pay for it um it's a paid site but whilst you're a student you need to make the most of those sites because once you leave <laughs> it's quite tricky to go back so it's a they're, they're they are two really valuable resources for sure uh, thanks Emily sorry yeah, I don't of course, yes. I don't um, mean to sound like I'm singing Emily's praise, but I am actually going to do it just for a little bit. So I would just like to share my journey on placement so far, seeing as it was all strictly Ben getting one in the first place. Um, obviously, Emily joined last year. We met at a alum party last year, which was great meet. And she had posted on her Instagram story during the spring, like, hey, I'm at LCF. If anybody wants to grab a coffee and talk placements, let's do it. So I was like, fantastic. Why not talk to this alum? We had a great conversation about CVs, what my CV should look like, how I would make mine stand out, you know, writing my main achievements and always keeping it updated, having one just ready to go at any point in time, as well as what a good cover letter is going to look like, a good email and all of that stuff. So when we, my cohort received an email from our course leader offering us this or sort of encouraging us to apply for this two week internship at Hearst from another alum and 
because of the advice that I've been given and whatnot, I had a CV ready to go and I'd followed my format of the cover letter and whatnot. And I applied and waited. And three weeks later, I was talking to Emily in class about something. And she was like, like, you know, you should just email her back, like just be on her. And I was like, yeah, okay. And so I, I did. And the woman responded within like five minutes. And so it was the middle of lecture and I was on my laptop and I was like, you know, I'm just going to respond. And so we're corresponding within minutes of one another. And I'm just so grateful that I was a bit nosy on that edge and just really pushed and, you know, took the advice. I mean, I think the most important, one of the most important things that LCF has to offer are the people because they really do know what they're talking about. And, you know, you hear it all the time and I guess it doesn't really sink in until it actually happens for you. And same thing with the 10 magazine, we had another alum, Paul Toner, come in and talk to our cohort. And it was actually, I believe up to my knowledge, the there are two, myself and another peer, the people, only people working with 10 for our placements. And we happened to be the only two people that went up and, you know, shook hands with Mr. Toner and tried to converse with him and have a conversation with him. And so I think that really made the extra effort trying to be personable and just make that relatability and have that face-to-face thing. So I would, I would definitely say that the people that LCF bring in and the lecturers specifically, they know they have friends. So that was yeah, I, I agree. And then it's also what you do with those contacts as well. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, assume that those people will hand them perhaps a placement. I've heard, you know, sometimes when I'm discussing, they sometimes think, oh, but, you know, I'll just get the email and then it's easy as that. That's the first step. So Bella obviously showed that it obviously takes more than that and her chasing up is my biggest tip too everyone's busy sometimes you don't read every single email so it does make a difference between being accepted and then not being accepted so well done Bella totally thanks for sharing that I think um in terms of being lucky enough to have uh, Emily as one of the lecturers and, and great lecturers across oh, all courses <laughs> I would say um just trying to make the most of of what your course tutors and leaders um, give you. Their expertise is really, really fantastic, um, especially on their kind of portfolio work. Um, They might not always have the time um, that Emily does to support with your CVs and cover letters, um, but I can recommend that you get in touch with Graduate Futures and the placements team. Um, We have placement um, one-to-ones available. three days of the week um, throughout most of the year. So um, yeah, if you're not on the um, journalism and content creation course, then um, there's definitely other places for you to go to for some of that help. Ariana, sorry, I uh, I jumped in there when it looked like you're about to say something. It's completely fine. <laughs> um, no, for me, I took a very flexible approach. I didn't really know where to start from, honestly. Uh, so I always kept an eye on LinkedIn to see if any opportunity came up. Also the UL career portal, because there are some interesting opportunities there too. So I was every day sending my CV and portfolio morning to evening it was every day. That. Uh, but what I think that actually helped the most was lowering a little bit my standards <laughs> with the designers I wanted to work for, because we can't reach 
not always. I mean, I'm always in the mindset of trying, honestly. <laughs> Just go for it and whatever. Uh, but going to the designer's website and they usually have a career page with offers, like the list, some vacancies. So otherwise, I would try and find in like the actual email of their office. That's what I did in my case. I just emailed them. I was like, hey, are you looking for anyone for any interns? I sent my portfolio, my CV. Thankfully, I was already in Amsterdam doing my Erasmus. So I could go and do the interview in person, which was amazing because I could sh- already see the the place where I could have went to, you know, do my placement. Um, I would say that I found one challenge that was the uncertainty of response from, you know, because sometimes I I don't know how many applications I've sent, honestly, and not many (laughs) replied. Uh, But I would just follow up, uh, make sure my application stood out. So having, I don't know, tailoring them for every different brand so even the cover letter letter instead of having one and just sending that one for to everyone i tailored it based on the brand because i wanted to actually show that i'm interested i'm interested in working for you um but yeah it's i think it's all being adaptable and making the most out of the resources available at the end yeah no another that's you you basically summed up the perfect approach to applying unfortunately it's not your fault if they don't reply it's one of those things but um taking that bespoke route honestly we as a employee looking for interns perhaps can feel it when it's a blanket approach or a bespoke one so I know it's lengthy and it's probably at the bottom of everyone's to-do list and it it it, I I remember that feeling at the bottom of your stomach oh I've got to edit my CV or you know cover letter and all all the paperwork but like a lot of things um that effort pays off um and then you can know that you can confidently follow up like Bella did um and of course you too Ariana down the line so yeah unfortunately you do have to put the, the the time in to get the results but yeah no well done Ariana honestly that's the best way to to uh, apply for sure I agreed sorry I just have actually a quick question for you Emily kind of like to piggyback off that so I feel like there's always been that conversation of you know how do I stand out and that sort of thing have do you have a story or anything of anyone you remember because I, I think if I recall correctly you at a point in time were on a behalf of accepting interns and whatnot if if there was a story of anything yeah. who's really yeah. just done yeah, the extra yeah. mile so um with that bespoke you know why you love the company blah blah, blah I think going further than I read it every day or I look at your website every day if it's a brand or you know something along those lines making it um, a touch more personal for instance if you're in the journalism route um, I sounds a little bit teacher's pet here which means <laughs> in the in the night in the most polite way of saying it but for instance you could hyperlink a piece that you've recently read of the person you're emailing so say you are emailing an editor um I used to show in that way that I actually know about their work I know who they are in the team it's that it's that added bonus um on top of why you like the company I think that's pretty standard 
a lot of people do that so it's it's giving that edge and it might not be that you might not do that hyperlink route it might be something else I remember a student emailing me telling me a story about her dad and how um, both of them together would buy the Telegraph for instance and obviously he'd be reading the paper and she'd be reading the magazine which I worked for at the time and and then she went off you know telling me a personal story and it's that in itself shows the time put in so if you can put your own touch on it in in some way that will honestly will we feel it on top of the address you know a lot of people say hi sir madam I I really disagree with that way it's so it's so conventional um it's so old-fashioned if I'm honest you know if you don't know the name put hi there it's not the 18th century so we need to start humanizing our applications because it is human hopefully not ai yet um <laughs> on the other end so it, it is honestly just putting those little nuances that will get you noticed 100 percent mm, on the back of that too the dear sir or madam um it is very old-fashioned and traditional um from a diversity and inclusion kind of yeah. point and perspective totally. too. Um, I'm totally. a non-binary person who sometimes goes out yeah. hiring people. And if I receive a dear sir or madam, I'm not offended or upset by it, but there's just easier ways to make someone feel included. Totally. Um, and it's okay if you don't know who they are to say dear hiring manager. Yeah. Um, but I think just something that's a little bit more progressive um, especially in the creative industry where you will be working with lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds um, internationally or whether that's like relating to their identity. Um, so I think, yeah, the the most you can do to yeah be really friendly and have a personable relationship with a potential employer is really useful. Yeah, Sharon, did you point. have any particular tips that you wanted to share around how you found a placement? Yeah, I do actually wanted to interrupt in the middle, but I just I just didn't get the chance. But yeah, I really do agree that you should be talking to your LCF tutors because LCF as a university, um, it is really special in a way because it only focuses on the fashion industry, um, which when I was applying for jobs, um, my tutors and the DIPS team did help me a lot about it because um, because of this industry is so special, it's so different from any other industries and you're trying to be in a design and creative role, which is the road is even more narrower than people expect it to be. So all of the examples you find on internet of like general recruiting ideas, rec um, how, do, how do you write your CV, how do you um, put your portfolio together, it's mostly not really related to your industry. It doesn't apply to what you need. So I would say uh, take do find that one tutor or that one person inside your university who has been on a path that you are desired to be in. For example, if you want to become someone who's more into design, then find your design tutor. If you want to be someone who's into pattern cutting, find your pattern cutting tutor. Ask how they have been um, when before they became a teacher. Ask how, how did they get their job? How did they get to the position they were in before they become a university lecturer? And that helps you a lot. And as for finding a placement, I think Fashion Worky is a nice website. And also don't be afraid to 
ask questions. I mean, you have to be brave enough or like mentally um, strong enough to um, accept the fact that not everyone's going to get back to you. But if someone does get back to you and tell you, oh, we're offering an interview, then do not hesitate to check up on them, send emails back, keep in contact, because as long as they reply to you saying that we have a position that you might be suitable of, then they are responsible to be replying to your your um, your upcoming checking emails for checkups. And that could give you a role. Sometimes they are just really busy and they kind of forgot that there's this one person in their email who's finding a job. And But if you do check up with them, since they have already sent you the first replying email, they will reply to you. And that could lead you to the job that you're desired to be in. Absolutely. That's some really great advice, Sharon. I think we've covered a little bit about before placements now. So I want to move on to whilst you're on placement or getting some work experience. A particular theme that we're looking at today is how to make the most of your placement experience. But what does that look like practically to you? Are there any particular behaviours, attitudes or techniques that you've kind of used um, while on placement that you feel have really helped you? In regards to the upcoming placement, I'm all ears. So everybody... <laughs> Please share. Okay, so Bella, your first placement next year, what you're going to do, no matter how long your placement is, a week, whatever, your last day or or even maybe the day before, I think I said this to you already, but I'm going to say it again so you remember. Go right ahead. You are going to either verbally or pop in an email, depending on the structure of your team, to your supervisor and say, hi, do you have um, time tomorrow for a quick catch up, either, you know, coffee, depends on the atmosphere of your office, you know, if it's quite social. Basically get 20 minutes in with them to say it's your last day. And if you've been, you know, not, not every internship is super fast paced. I'm going to be super real with you guys. It's not, oh, I'm going to be doing this this hour. Next. Sometimes, you know, it's quite desk work and you're getting stuck into things. And so sometimes I've had internships where, I wasn't bored is a little bit much, but wasn't as perhaps glam, I say inverted inverted quotes here, as another one. But anyway, regardless of the experience, within reason, obviously if it was horrendous, you've got to tell uni. Um, but within reason, you want to thank them either way and just say, listen, thank you so much for this week. I've, I've, I've gained so much experience already. This is great if it's your first ex- um, placement, by the way, and just you want to be super vulnerable and thank them. If it's your first or um, or second, I would also then open up for feedback. Listen, we hate self-criticism. Kind of don't want to hear like, what you can improve on, I'm, I'm sure. But most of the time they're going to say absolutely nothing. You're great. Such a great pair of hands, blah, 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 blah. But this again would show me that you care. You care about how you're being perceived you care about a potential next opportunity. So just saying that question, whether you mean it or not, and you think in your heart you actually did a pretty good, pretty good job, that just shows that um, you, you're, you're, you're wanting to be taken seriously. Then in that same chat, be open about your availability. Be open that you're, I'm in third year, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be graduating soon. I'd love to be considered for an opportunity again, whether that's paid, hopefully paid, or a job, you know. So I think lay all your cards out on the table without being pushy. You can just be a, a human talking to, like you would be, be talking to a friend, 
and be really honest and say thank you so much but the essence here is that you're thanking them because uh, uh, trust me the number of interns that come in leave so early I can't tell you or arrive super late I had one intern who came in two hours late nearly every day and she thought it was hilarious she never came back again so we notice people who really want to do well no matter their experience level too that's really important um willingness that's all we really want to be honest and you know that you care so just putting that 15 minutes 20 minutes aside genuinely will make you remembered which is the key here so that's what I used to do and that's what I tell people to do so hopefully that helps <laughs> that's my kind uh, of definitely thank you so I just wanted to reiterate you would suggest that to be in the latter of the the ending week that you're with yeah because well, yeah, okay. you want to want to you know if you are going down that how can I improve next time kind of route you want to have a few days under your belt uh, do it towards the end it's a nice way to say thank you and then if you really want to push the boat out I used to send a thank you card oh so smart that's so, <laughs> so interpersonal like relationship well, well, mm, yeah. definitely yeah I guess uh, I'm just I have a quick question for you if you don't mind so I feel like you might have mentioned previously that you also worked a part-time job during uni I just did because... I did I was yeah. curious how you balanced all of that yeah well, I mean, I'm not the only one. Like a lot of um, students I've been meeting um, through lecturing, they are going to class and then working their job in the evening and then thinking about internships and holidays, or doing Mondays at work, you know, and so forth, and breaking up their week with all three. Like I said, I was interning in the in the holidays, and then moving work at the weekend. And you, for me, I just knew that you had to time manage, and also interning when you start. It is a good lesson in time management, I must say. So you only know what you can do. Perhaps, you know, financially, sometimes work has to take the priority. And I'm not saying it wasn't for me at all. Um, it was a very important part. But I basically interned where I could. <laughs> That's really the, yeah, what I did. Thinking about it, it sounds exhausting. But yeah, you have to do it sometimes. Ab, thanks so much for sharing those experiences, Emily. Um, Sharon, I wondered if you did anything in particular whilst on placement that you felt really kind of helped you make the most of it. So I've been in two placements right now. I would say um, the placement that I'm currently in is actually, I sort of found it from working for another brand I was so I was working for a fashion brand and it's a small firm um also one one um advice to give anyone who's um applying for jobs um literally just go on Instagram and um or and search for brands or go to the London Fashion Week website because if a brand can be on London Fashion Week that means it has some potential or it's already kind of developed and get the PR list and that's the list of brands that you could apply for and gives you a good quality experience and um, so that is what I did when I wanted to apply for a job I went on London Fashion Week's website I checked the entire PR list I applied to and I, I, I did research on each and every brand and I made a nice cover letter for each of them and sent them everything. And then um, so I was working for a small brand, um, kind of a startup, but um, they have a great potential in terms of um, bespoke tailoring. So I want to be involved more into that brand. So 
into a into my experience in a brand in the brand so um that's why i applied to such a small brand but it gave me a lot of experience and i was involved in every part and that made um and that was this one time when i have to send materials and um patterns from the brand to the production studio and i've been there about like seven times already so the owner of the studio recognizes me and um he asked if i'm if i want to do an internship with him he and he showed me a, a table with a sewing machine literally i you can't take that position because the person who used to be here um the previous intern has left and so i took the opportunity because my my contract was almost over at that time and i just straight on got my next internship without even applying to everything so um do take every opportunity you get and be friendly with everyone because as long as you started your career you'll be meeting a lot of different people and um before i leave my previous brand um like what we just mentioned i actually did write a card to the designer and i told him how grateful i was and actually pins like if you're doing a design internship a good gift to give your boss your manager or anyone who's into craftsmanship nice pins are actually really useful so just give them some new pins and they will be more than happy to receive them <laughs> <That's so nice. laughs> it sounds like you're a bit of a networking pro sharon that's a really great tip i think especially you know being in the creative industry something small that um indicates that you're thinking of them and and grateful for the opportunity is awesome Ariana, was there anything in particular that you thought was useful on placement in terms of particular behaviour, attitude or set of skills? Yeah, so for me, it was like making, like embracing every single task. For me, it's like the main thing. So even if it's not as exciting as the others, it's like all about realising that internships provide a snapshot of the working world and exposure to various stats contributes to a more comprehensive understanding of it um so like asking questions that's like the textbook answer that's so Mm -hmm. you were like bang on there you're like a the best that's the best synopsis of an internship i've probably heard um (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) Not many, you know, some students, and I completely understand why, sometimes I do get the question, what what are they? Like, what am I going to do? But you've grasped the whole essence of it. So, um, yeah, it's the perfect, perfect definition. Yeah, like sometimes it can get, it happened with me. It got a bit boring sometimes um, because I had to do the same task over and over again. But I think the most important thing was, yeah, just asking questions because the employees have so much experience. They know tricks and insight about how to make a garment or couture in this case. And like even observing what the other interns were doing and paying attention to their feedbacks, not only mine. It's like all about finding like hidden gems in every task, like recognizing that the learning extends beyond the job description. Like it's so much more and just engaging and like learning. It's it's a whole different task, in my opinion. 
I love that, Ariana. That sounds like you just took on a really, really open attitude to to learning from anyone, regardless of their position. And I think you're so right. There are those kind of hidden gems in among your peers who are learning and on their experience too. Um, some of these skills and kind of attitudes that you've um, you've articulated. Did you find that after the placement, you found it easier to talk about the skills that you have? Um, and and do you use that, if so, to kind of help you further your career now? For example, um, you're able to talk really easily about how that openness to collaboration is is a really great attitude that you have. Yeah, like I think it mostly trained me uh, with my skills and knowledge, obviously, um, because I've seen techniques that I've never seen before coming from a university um, that my course is mostly focused on ready to wear and not au couture. It's a complete different field. I didn't think it beforehand. It's a complete different thing. So I had to learn some skills that I already had again, just to make them perfect um to meet the standards obviously and yeah I try to like also integrate those skills into my university projects to make them into a higher standard I can't do that to an ex only to an extent because uh, there's a contract <laughs> so, uh, it's just those little tricks to make my garments look nice and like every the attention to detail and yeah, I think mostly this. So yeah, I integrated the what I learned and I just perfected the skills I already had. Awesome. It's really, really great that you had an opportunity to do a bit of both of that. Sharon, were you going to share some of your experiences? Yeah, I have in, in terms of like working experience, I feel like because mostly if we are into some haute couture or like um fashion design position inside the industry if you're looking for something like that they will do a trial day with you definitely they will do a trial trial day with you and uh, spending a whole day inside the house and they will see through a day whether you're capable of doing their work and that's when so the best thing to because if you do get the chance to be in a trial day that means you kind of like pass the first stage already this is already the second stage and this is when they decide whether they will hire you as an intern or as an employee or not. And this is when everything you learn from uni, everything you learn from your past experience, how precise you are, how organized you are, they're going to see everything about you from that one day. And so um, I would say if you're into a position like that, you have to be really precise in your work and you have to really sharpen your skills from your experience no matter you um learn from what 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 you learn from uni you should also like practice it at home practice it through your projects and don't be afraid to learn something more than that because the industry is always expecting you to do more and more and more than the average standard that's great thank you sharon so thank you so much we've had some really really great conversations today i feel like there's so many practical tips that students can note down um, from all your different experiences and perspectives so thank you again um, for for sharing all of that um, we're gonna ask one last question from each of you now um, 
if you could give a piece of advice to a second year who's about to go on placement or looking for a placement and feeling a bit overwhelmed about it, what would you tell them to do? What next steps to take? What's the big priority? So I don't want to sound repetitive, but just go with a very open-minded open mind mindset sorry <laughs> uh, sorry for the weird words and just go because you're going to learn that must be your main focus that's what you're gonna do and just have fun make friends go out in the evening just make the most out of it honestly that would be my main advice yeah hi um so my advice would be um just Think of what you want to do in year three, because that's what makes, because that's what you want to do in, um, in between year three and year two. If you're doing a placement, then the entire thing you want to gain from a placement is to be applied on whatever you're doing in your year three. So if in your year three project you want to be someone who's more crafted, you want to be someone who's more, cre- or you then go to a kind and try to apply for placements that are more into craftsmanship, like atelier placements, or go to bespoke tailoring brands, go to haute couture brands, and this go um, apply for the right things so you don't get too confused or overwhelmed with all of those interviews that are coming back to you. If you're going to, if you want to become somebody who's more research-based, more creative, then go to then apply for some creative positions um, like illustrations, design development, um, those kind of uh, position, intern positions are might be a better choice for you. And um, what I would say is um, think of what you what skills you want to gain and don't be don't look down on small brands because um, the smaller the brand, the more involved you you become. And you can actually help the brand to establish a better system and they will remember you better because um, um, because the brand is so small. So there's not a lot of people in there that there's not a lot of interns. They will remember you better. And maybe when you graduate and you go back to them, they might give you a proper job later. So don't look down on small brands and don't have too much higher high expectations on big brands because in the end, you are just an intern so you're you're just there to be humbly learning whatever the brand can provide you and that that gives you a lot of opportunities and um skill sets to be applied on your year three Uh, thanks so much sharon okay now this applies to whether it's your first job or um placement section any internship i'd say is research the company before you start So hopefully the HR or whoever's organising your placement has given you all the info, um, uni signed it off. Um, But make sure as well that they've given you um, details on whether you need to bring in a laptop or if there's a certain dress code. Believe it or not, there are some magazines today who have quite a strict dress code. There's one that doesn't like you wearing patterns, I've heard. It's quite neutral. You know, it's things like that that perhaps they'd assume you'd know but of course you wouldn't so that is asking all those important questions um first then set aside some time um to to have a look at the brand whether it's brand or a publication i'm talking their website social media and most importantly who you're going to be working with 
before my first day at the Telegraph, I researched the fashion team like I my life depended on it. I knew who the director was. I knew um, her, the person below her and, and so on. Any awards that companies recently won have a stalk of, of, of them on LinkedIn. I know that sounds odd, but honestly, the more knowledge you have on your first day, that will set you up. I, I, I can't even explain to you. For you to be involved then in discussions, you know who they're talking about. You know, oh yeah, that's the um, social post I saw that they did yesterday that I know what they're talking about. The cover of that magazine all over it. The more you feel included, the more you're going to gain out of it. I, I, that's really one thing I noticed. And one thing I didn't do on my first placement, because of course I didn't know that. Knowing who's who. And then you can build on that with all the skills you're going to learn naturally in your placement. So being as prepared as you can, bringing everything, charge, it's phone chargers, a pencil case. I mean, I was properly old school, but honestly, if you can be that person who has everything someone could need, they will also remember you for that. The number of times assistants said to me, oh, who's got a phone charger? Who's got a pen even? We're in an office. And if you can be that person to bring it to them, you've saved their day. So again, it's all those little nuances and being prepped is my absolute key there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Emily. And Bella, I know you've yet to go on a kind of formal placement, um, but from some of the work experience that you've you've done before, have you got a final piece of advice to impart? Yeah, I would just say um, really harvest those interpersonal skills, which is probably kind of what Emily was hinting at as well. Like obviously be very detail oriented and whatnot. But if you can be someone that they like, someone that they can have a chat with, you know, I feel like that's always really helped me in the past, especially when it comes to, I mean, lecturers too, you know, it doesn't hurt that you <laughs> make the extra effort to go on and try to be friendly. So. 100%. <laughs> totally, totally agreed. Thanks so much, everyone. Um, sadly, that is all we have time to talk about today. I could have chatted internships and placements with you all for a lot longer than that. Um, hopefully, if you've been listening in today, you've been able to think a little bit more about how to make the most of your upcoming placement opportunity. Um, and I'm going to leave you with my final piece of advice, which is if you know someone who has done a placement, have a chat with them, compare your experiences, find out what you do and don't want to do and keep exchanging tips. Being at a place like London College of Fashion is really, really special. Um, so please do make the most of your peers, lecturers and those interpersonal relationships. Thanks again, everyone, so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure and we look forward to speaking with you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.